This episode is sponsored by Ronald Blue Trust. Ronald Blue Trust is honored to serve women from all walks of life, professionals, mothers, daughters, retirees, widows, and students across the nation, providing biblically-based wisdom for their finances. Their advisors are experts in many areas of financial planning and investments and offer useful resources to guide you in gaining clarity and confidence, helping you leave a lasting legacy. Learn more at ronblue.com. This is Driven Forward, Influential Leaders Powered by God's Will, hosted by me, Jordan Johnstone. The influential leader we will learn from this month is Emma Sharma. Emma is one of those people that you listen to and can quickly understand just how important her faith is to everything she does. With a diverse background full of unique opportunities and years of high-level experience, Emma is a vast knowledge of expert knowledge for the workplace and also an equally deep source of spiritual and personal guidance, stemming from many years of experiencing the highs and the lows that life brings all of us. Let's listen now as Emma begins to share about some of the more notable successes and setbacks she's experienced. Well, thank you, Emma, for joining us. Um, And I will start off with asking just a simple question. Who is Emma Sharma? Okay, so I'm uh, a wife and a mom. And obviously, um, given this podcast, I'm a follower of Jesus. Um, And then I've been a business executive and attorney for nearly 27 years now and worked in a variety of industries, lived and worked all over the world. Um, And I have um, some interesting hobbies, which I really enjoy, um, singing and music and cooking and enjoying good wines. Um, so that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> You're very fun. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> now, over the next two episodes, we are going to be discussing successes and setbacks. So I would love to start off with having you define what a success and a setback would be for you personally. Sure. Well, I kind of see them as the way that they're two sides of the same coin. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's when something happens to you and it doesn't go exactly the way it was expected to go, then that can be, that can be a setback. Um, It's not, you know, it takes you in a slightly different route maybe or um, requires you to take a little bit longer to get there. That can feel like a setback. Um, And a success, I guess, is when you really feel you've arrived exactly where you were trying to go or you've realized that you've learned something from an experience um, that's helped you to grow or develop or become um, better at something that you do, I would call that a success. Um, And, of course, I should probably say that you can also have successes from setbacks when you realize that although you didn't go exactly in the direction you were expecting to go or something happened to turn out a little differently to what you were expecting, you actually find out that, oh, this is a better outcome or I've still learned from the experience. Maybe I've even grown more than I would have done if I'd just got where I wanted to go straight away. And so, you know, I, I think that they're a little more blendable as concepts than, I, than, than perhaps seems obvious at first. Hmm, I like that viewpoint. They are blendable. <laughs> in, in the best case scenario, they are blendable. Yeah. 
So today we're going to talk through what you've identified as some of the most important successes and setbacks that you've had in your life. Uh, And the first that I'd like to have you talk us through is kind of a mixture of both, talking about blending. Uh, So tell us how it felt to qualify as an attorney. Well, straight out, it was a phenomenal achievement. I was so relieved to finally have qualified. It's a long process, you know, lots of studying and exams and then practical training and, you know, pretty stressful environment altogether. So it was wonderful to actually cross the line and be able to say, I have qualified, I have a practicing certificate and I am an attorney. Um, However, the setback was having finally achieved what had been a goal for me for a long time. I really didn't enjoy it and not not just didn't enjoy it a little bit. Like I actually really hated it. I didn't find the, that it was anything like I was expecting it to be. And for the first five years of my career, I just spent day after day working in law firms um, wondering whether I'd made a huge mistake and should be doing something else Mm -hmm. and you know that was a really really tough place to be because you know what starts as a high then just became this gradual slide downwards in terms of how I felt about the start of my career Um, and I guess I felt maybe I hadn't been terribly in touch with how I was wired and what was important to me Um, and then then something quite exciting happened so I had the opportunity to go and work for a client on a secondment so that's a situation where the law firm that you're working for places you inside the client's business and organization for a period of time and you just work solely for them the law firm bills the client and you just work solely for that client Mm -hmm. and I will tell you that when I stepped inside and found myself in-house at this phenomenal organization, I really started to enjoy my job. And what I came to realize is, oh, it's not law that I don't enjoy and it's not being an attorney that I don't enjoy. I just don't like law firm culture very much at all. <laughs> I'm just not I'm just not well wired for it. And um, here I was in inside a very exciting and dynamic in-house legal department doing actually really enjoyable and far more interesting work with a lot more responsibility than I'd ever actually had inside the law firm. And suddenly I was enjoying what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the team was great. Uh, the, the client um, employees that I worked with were really fun to be alongside. And so that was, that was for me a really poignant and important moment when I realized, oh, I'm wired technically to do this, this kind of work. I just need to be very conscious of the environment in which I am doing it. Um, And that was a huge turnaround for me after nearly five years. Mm. And I feel like there's probably a lot of people (laughs) that are maybe in a very similar situation of, man, I don't like this. I hate this career. But then you know, like you said, a little change of scenery and maybe it's, you know, oh, hey, this is for me. (laughs) I just had to find a different, you know, stage to put this on. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of people, a lot more people feel that way than perhaps ever feel comfortable admitting it. Mm -hmm. And let's face it, when you've spent your whole life to date preparing for something, you want to give it a really good 
go before mm. you decide that maybe it's not for you. Right. Um, and I certainly got a lot of really valuable really valuable things out of my time with law firms I mean you are trained technically really really well so um over the course of those first five years I learned a lot that you never have time to learn in-house about drafting a really perfect contract or how you communicate with a client or provide advice and, and, and be really detailed about it or how you research a very complex area of the law mm-hmm. and distill it down to the five or ten most salient points. I mean, those are disciplines that you really hone and mature in a law firm setting. And I'll always, always be grateful that I had that start to my career. Yeah. And and then strangely enough, you know, some of the characters and personalities that I was working alongside, um, and it was during the you know, the dot-com boom and bust period. Um, You know, we still did some really interesting work and it gave me a good appreciation for, hey, you need to learn to get along with people who aren't necessarily easy to get along with. Mm. You need to learn to shake it off when somebody yells at you, which happens a lot in law firms. You need to find a way to be graceful when you're asked to cancel your evening or your weekend plans again to work and be and find ways to dig deep and be thankful for the fact that you have this opportunity so all of those skills and all of those things that I learned have actually been really helpful for the rest of my career they just didn't feel very great at the time <laughs> makes sense <laughs> total sense total sense growing pains right yes Yeah. Now you ended up actually moving overseas then for your career and you called that a pivotal success. So can you kind of tell us why that was so important? Yeah, I think, so my, my life to that point hadn't actually been terribly exciting. I'd grown up in this uh, not particularly exciting part of England and gone away to, to university, which was, fantastic but everything I'd done had been very much what was expected of me Mm -hmm. and I had traveled a little bit with it around Europe but I'd never really gone any further than that and so for me making a decision at, at a very difficult time in my personal life to do something outrageously different and go and live on the other side of the world and take a job in a different culture which will require me to travel and do a lot of different things that was that was a huge huge step um and I think that for me it was an opportunity that had I not taken it I would uh, probably the rest of my life would never have turned out the way it has because it took a lot of courage and a lot of grit to basically say I'm good I'm just going to go and do something different for a while Mm -hmm. and see how it goes um and that the opportunities that opened up were incredible. So I, I found myself doing work I would never have an opportunity to do had I stayed in England at a level I certainly would never have, have, have had the opportunity to perform for perhaps for many years had I stayed at home. Um, I travelled to all, all across the world, um, all across Asia and then later to the Middle East and Africa, and I got the opportunity to learn how to operate and 
live and work in different cultures with people on the other side of the table for whom even English isn't their first language and you're trying to negotiate something complicated and you learn how business is done in those places and you get to see and travel and experience the cultures and that was that was a phenomenal experience that really helped to grow me into the person the professional that I am today um, and I am I am just profoundly grateful that I had that opportunity yeah well, and another success that you shared with me prior to our interview was centered around working for a company <laughs> who I love this, whose motto was, we like difficult. Uh, so this sounds like it was kind of maybe a little bit of a loaded success. Yeah. So this was a company that was based in Dubai, operationally headquartered in Dubai, and we were doing a lot of work in Afghanistan and other very remote and austere parts of the world um, during some very challenging times for those countries. And, you know, we were doing things for the first time or things that other people just told us couldn't be done. So, for example, um, when this company had won their largest, what was at the time, one of their largest contracts in Afghanistan serving the US and NATO troops, they didn't just have to fly food in. They had to build the runways and the roads and the, the infrastructure to carry the transportation system. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. And we had to find people who could um, work in the warehouses and manage the process and we had to find mm -hmm. them from all, many many different parts of the world and bring them safely and legally to work in Afghanistan and there were many other things that we had to do that were incredibly difficult in that role and you you know nothing that you had done today actually prepared you for it now an example in my own field was we had to train 11,000 people in all of those places um, on some very technical um, areas of policy and, and what we expected in terms of good business practice. We, and we couldn't use online training because the Wi-Fi didn't work very well or didn't exist in most of the places where our people were operating. And actually, English wasn't their first language and many of them were actually not gifted um, with very strong reading or um, writing skills. So we had to go. We had no choice. We had to go to where all of our people were and train them face-to-face -face mm -hmm. and tailor the training accordingly. And so that kind of task was huge mm -hmm. um, and very, very difficult. But there was so much excitement and such a sense of accomplishment when you actually completed what it was that you'd been asked to do so much more than if it had been easy in the first place. And I think, again, you know, I watched everyone in our team really grow and dig deep and challenge themselves to find new ways to get things done. And often not just succeed, but succeed spectacularly. And so Again, that taught me that, you know, things can be really, really tough and challenging and it can, you may have to push through and really dig deep. But if you actually do that and put the effort and the work in, there can be huge rewards on the other side. Why do you think that God allows us to have and experience success in our life? Like, what do you think its purpose is? 
Well, on on one level, I mean, it says in scripture, right, that he wants to give us good things. He wants to bless us. He wants to see us grow. Mm-hmm. His, he, he created us as his children. And what good father doesn't want the very best for their children? And so I think the successes that he gives us, they're blessings because he loves us and he wants us to know that when we put the work in, there's reward at the end of it. I think that's one reason. I also think, and I fundamentally believe this, that we are all blessed in order to be a blessing to other people. There's nothing that we receive from him, Mm -hmm. um, particularly materially, that really is just for us alone. It's, he, he gives us good gifts to steward for him and to further his kingdom and to, and to reach out and better the lives of others. And so whether it's money or skills or time or any kind of blessing whatsoever, it's for him that, that we receive them. Um, And so I, you know, if we didn't have success, we'd have nothing to give away. Mm. Um, And I think actually our, the amount of success we enjoy is directly related to how well we steward it. I think, mm-hmm. you know, when he sees, and it's the parable, I think it's of the talents where, you know, you, the, the servant who was faithful with a little was given more. And I think that that's the same for us, that, you know, he gives us great success so that we can be useful and bless others in big ways. Next time on Driven Forward, Emma continues our discussion about setback and success, why she believes that God is not the author of setbacks, and how to reframe your posture when you're in a setback to become more open to experiencing the true sweetness that can be found in times of struggle. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review to let us know what you think. To learn more about Forward, you can visit forwardwomen.org. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N dot org. Thanks for listening.